Hello, lovely listeners, and welcome to our Thor episode of Pop DNA. This is Rhonda. This is the recording of our live stream for the episode, so the sound quality might be a little bit different from what we normally sound like. And also, just a heads up, at the beginning, there is um, some banter and some interaction with the chat uh, that I wanted to leave in to give this recording that live stream feel even though you're not listening to this live, but it's totally understandable if you want to skip that. Doesn't hurt my feelings. So if that's the case, skip to about the seven minute mark, and that's when we start talking about the actual content. Either way, I hope you enjoy our discussion of Thor. All right. It's a three watching now. Who's watching? Ooh, hello. If If you're watching, say hello in the chat. Yeah. Hi, friend. Hello. <laughs> well, we're happy you're here. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. Oh, there is, oh, you know what? There's a delay, so it might take a little bit. Oh. Mm-hmm. I think there's like a 30-second delay, so. Okay. Maybe they'll say hi in 30 seconds. <laughs> For anyone watching, <laughs> just behold... Yes. Our amazing cosplays. Yes. And also, I am in, uh, I almost said Isengard. I'm not in Isengard. I'm in Asgard. Nice. Uh-huh. I <laughs> tried. <laughs> no. That's where they took the Hobbit. Hmm. It was a big deal. We sang about it. <laughs> and I tried to be somewhere special, but I'm just in my living room. So, but I've got a flower chair. So, yeah. I'm Cerberus in a meadow. It's it's good. Like springtime. Springtime for Cerberus. It's, it's good. Yes. All right. Well, so, oh, yay, Nicole's here and Johnny. Oh, fun. Hi, Hi guys. guys. Yay. <laughs> yay. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for coming and nerding with us today. Is anyone else cosplaying? Say hello. Oh, thank you, Nicole. <laughs> yeah, everybody say hi in the chat, please. We want to know who is here. We want to be friends. We are we stuck be... in our houses. <laughs> oh, hi, Dad. <laughs> we, will be, <laughs> we will be tailoring our discussion today to who is in the chat. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. So if you want to hear facts specific to your interests let us know that you're here we also don't want to brag but we have full access to the internet so we can like look things up (laughs) i didn't want to be too braggy there but yeah well i mean i think it's fine to be braggy if it's like if it's true yeah you know (laughs) oh aladdin and jasmine you you guys aww <laughs> I'm gonna try to take a drink from my from my mug with these feathers like in my face. I think it's funny to cosplay because of things that are in your apartment and I just had a <laughs> bunch of leopard print and like 
hand warmers. <laughs> so I was like, obviously, I'm going to be a Cerberus. You basically are a, an animal, like a cat. Rawr. Most of the time, right? Yeah, oh, it's true. Zoo. Bye! Zoo's here. Yay! <laughs> this is so fun. Oh, yay. Should we go ahead and get started? We can get started. This okay, is cool. fun. I'm yeah. less nervous than I thought it would be. I was like nervous. <laughs> should I should I just go? Yeah, I mean, or you know, we didn't we wouldn't have to do that. We can always record an intro separately, whatever. Yeah, do you want, it it's feels kind of It feels I like feel, we don't need to cuz I feel kind of silly <laughs> saying hello. Yeah. <laughs> but hi everyone. Um this is Pop DNA and we're trying out a new thing. Um Rhonda had the great idea to do a live stream because we can't really record in the way we would usually so we thought and then we also knew that a lot of people are are use, uh, losing their cosplaying time as yeah. corona kind of ruins the comic cons um so we thought it would be fun to just kind of unite this way yeah um and yeah i'm glad to, that you're all here yeah. um it's kind of it's, it's kind of new for everyone yeah. <laughs> doing it this way, but we're going to, and I don't know if everyone heard, but there is like a 30 second delay in the feed. So if mm -hmm. you like respond to something that we're saying in the chat, then like we won't see it until like 30 seconds later. So yeah. So if we're not responding, then that's why. So yeah, <laughs> just a heads up. Um, but we will go ahead and get started with what we we're going to talk about. Yeah. Um, are you ready? Let me get my yeah yeah my notes ready. All right. Oh, so and do that? we want to do a um, first experiences with Thor? Yeah yeah yeah. Um, Should yes. maybe we can start there if we're not doing an intro. Maybe that's like a yeah. That's oh. Okay. <laughs> uh, my dad said, I'm cosplayed as a guy who just got home from work and put pajama pants on. That is a worthy cosplay. That's my favorite character. <laughs> That's great. I That's love awesome. that. <laughs> um, yeah. So let's go ahead and uh, give some background on Thor, and then we can yeah. talk about our first experiences. Cool. And yeah. in guys, uh, in the chat, if you want to tell us about the first time you watched Thor, if it was a memorable experience, go ahead That'd and tell us. Yeah. And if it and if it's a funny story, we'll read it. Yeah. And <laughs> you'll recording. Be, okay. You'll be so, podcasting. <laughs> yeah. So we are talking about the Thor MCU films, the Marvel Cinematic Universe films. Um, the first of which is called Thor and was released in 2011. And then we have Thor, The Dark World from 2014. Mm -hmm. And from 2017, we have Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. And then um, the character of Thor has also appeared in, I think, all of the Avengers mm -hmm. films as well, as well as Doctor Strange. So right. there's a lot to cover yeah. with this character. So we'll see. We'll see how we do. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah, so Aaron, tell me about the first time you watched Thor. Well, I don't know if you know this, but I'm notorious in my friend group for never having seen the movies. <laughs> and no one could believe it that I had not seen any of these. 
I don't know why. It wasn't like a choice. <laughs> I had just never <laughs> seen one. So our just pop- wasn't on your on your priority list. You know, I I don't like I I love Kate Blanchett. So like, well, she's only in one. Yeah, one so them, maybe yeah. like it was only it became a part of my world as she <laughs> entered in there. Um, but so I really I really came into contact with Thor based on my close friends. So yeah. it's a nice memory for me. What about you, Rhonda? I like that. Um, yeah, you know, I watched. Um, I remember like when the like when the big MCU movies started coming out. So there was like Iron Man and Captain America. And I had like watched those and I was like, yeah, yeah, that's fine, whatever. (laughs) Um, But I remember seeing like trailers for Thor and I was like, what is this like a movie about Norse mythology? I was like, "Uh, no, actually that's uh, (laughs) that's, uh, it's comic books. Um, It's another comic book movie, which like nothing against that. But I was like, oh, but wait, this is a superhero who is like based on literature is based yeah. on like yeah mythology like okay I'll go watch that and then I saw that Natalie Portman was in it and I love her yeah. so like yeah. okay yeah I'm gonna watch it um I don't think I watched it in a theater I think I got it on like mm-hmm. like Netflix when Netflix was still like mailing out DVDs <gasps> Oh yeah, harken back to a time yeah. <laughs> and yeah um so yeah I think I've Thor, as long as, like, I've been aware of the Avengers and the Marvel superheroes, Thor has been my favorite, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I enjoy it, so I guess it's not really, like, that exciting of a, (laughs) no, but, of a first experience, but. Because of what you're saying, though, like, Thor really is pretty up your alley as, like, a person. <laughs> he's he's kind of like Rhonda's, I don't know, he's my idea of Rhonda's superhero. Yeah, although, <laughs> so I don't know if you remember when we would have, um, when we worked at the Children's Museum together, yeah. during, like, the week of Halloween, we would have um, Spirit Week, and so the there'd best. be, like, a different yeah. uh, theme every day for costumes, and one year we had a superhero day and I decided to be, <laughs> to be like, I think I made up, I made up this thing that I was like Thor's younger sister and, <laughs> and, and my name was, are you ready for this? I'm ready for this. Thora. <laughs> oh, I thought, great. yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh Nicole is saying, yeah, she watched it in, in our oh, home. the $3 theater, nice. Yeah, we have a pretty good one in Los <laughs> Angeles. It's pretty, it's it's the best. So, yeah, nice. she's saying she watched it there. That's a good theater. Oh, I miss movie theaters. Right? Uh, we're not going to think about that, one. though. No. <laughs> and a group of guys gave us free Korean ice cream. That's the way to watch a what? movie. Let's be honest. <laughs> like... Oh, that's um, good. Yeah. So I am curious, actually, if anyone in the chat has read any of the Thor comics or if, like, or if you've read any comics that Thor appears in um, at all. Um, just think that would be. So if you have, like, let us know. Um, yeah. Because, of course, like, 
a lot of what we're talking about is going to have to do with the comics since mm-hmm. that's really the origin of these movies. Yeah. Um, yeah, but let's just kind of do, I'll just uh, tell you about what I found out about the background of the comics and then we can kind of, if, if people have um, thoughts about the comics then we can talk about those as well. Um, but Thor's first comic appearance was in um, the Marvel comic Journey into Mystery number 83 nice. in August of 1962. The character was created by Stan Lee, of course, <laughs> um, was uh, written by Larry Lieber and uh, was drawn by uh, legendary Marvel artist Jack Kirby. Yeah. So <laughs> in the comics, his name is Thor Odinson. Um, and he is based on, obviously, the, the God of Thunder from Norse mythology. Yeah. Um, in the comics, he is on a mission from his father, Odin, um, to Earth. Mm-hmm. And he, in those early comics, he had the secret identity of Dr. Donald Blake. Who um, he, so he was a doctor who had a um, a partial disability with his leg. Um, so like the like this part of it, I'm kind of like mm, I don't I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> so uh-huh. yeah, so he had like you know an injured leg, and okay. he would transform. He would tap his walking stick on the ground, yeah. and then his cane would become his hammer, Mjolnir. And he would transform into Thor. So I'm wow, like, interesting. yeah, yeah, um, okay. interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Thor is a founding member of the Avengers, um, and he also often battles his evil brother Loki. Mm-hmm. You see that in the in the movies a lot. Yeah. Who and Loki is also based on a Norse uh, mythology figure, um, the Norse god of mischief. Yeah. <laughs> like I want to be the god of mischief, right? Um, <laughs> um, and he's one of Marvel's most powerful superheroes. I think he's not quite as powerful as Captain Marvel, but he's but, pretty powerful. <laughs> Which I if mean, you listen, if you listen to our Captain Marvel episode, then you'll hear all about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so his origin story, I think, is really interesting, especially when compared to like most of the other Marvel superheroes, yeah. because um, if you look at the other superheroes' backstories, like Captain America or Iron Man, they are very much grounded in like science fiction. So okay. you have like Captain America. So like his superpowers come from this like serum that was created in a, in a lab and injected mm-hmm. into him. And that's where he gets his powers. And then Iron Man, you know, his powers come through technology basically because he, right. well, and I guess money, <laughs> money is a superpower. Um, right. But he, you know, created this super suit and that's his powers. But Thor's power is not scientific at all. He, it's like magic, basically, yeah. um, or supernatural, I guess. Um, so, and, you know, he's rooted in, in a much more fantastical kind mm-hmm. of 
storytelling tradition rather than like the science fiction um, that yeah. most comic book superheroes come from. Um, and he also, um, you know, the, the character that the Marvel Thor is based on was actually a religious figure. And, um, and even currently a lot of like um, pagan or heathen um, traditions and, and uh, religious uh, beliefs that have kind of taken back that ancient belief still revere Thor as an actual religious figure or a deity. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, of course, you know, the Norse God of Thunder, um, our, our day of the week, Thursday, is named after him. Yeah. Um, and he has a big hammer that he throws and he can control the weather. So like, this is a very, <laughs> he's, he's a, a very, guy. he's a powerful guy and he's <laughs> a very different kind of superhero, which I think is just really, really interesting. Yeah. Um, and then also his first appearance in the comics is also very much like fantastical compared to other superheroes. Uh-huh. So it's almost like a dreamlike, um, a dreamlike narrative that he appears mm-hmm. in. So, um, so in his first appearance, it's actually it actually starts with his um, what became his secret identity. Doctor Donald Blake uh-huh. goes on vacation to Norway, <laughs> of um, course, and he meets um, these uh, aliens from Saturn. Oh. And, <laughs> and he, uh, he like runs into a cave to hide from them and he finds a walking stick and he taps it against a rock and then is transformed into Thor, the God of Thunder. Oh. Very, yeah. <laughs> Very interesting. Um, and the early issues of the comics, um, followed that very like almost like Jekyll and Hyde kind of uh, mm-hmm. kind of identity thing almost like with um with uh, like the Shazam comics where yeah it's, it's like two different people and he transforms yeah. from one to the other okay. um so that was in the early comics but then later on um in his story which I'll talk about a little bit later it um that was sort of like retconned so that huh. it turned out that um that the dr donald blake was actually thor the whole time and he was oh. just disguised as his alter ego or, or whatever so yeah okay very, very interesting um i think it's really yeah. interesting that that um that whole secret identity aspect of Thor was dropped yeah. at some point because now the Thor that we have now, he's just Thor. <laughs> like he doesn't even try to hide that he's right. <laughs> the god of thunder. Um yeah. yeah. Um yeah. so what's interesting, another interesting thing about Thor, um he uh his superpowers, so he's he has like super strength and he is like yeah. almost invulnerable. He's like Basically, he's Superman, yeah, but with like more literary background. Um, <laughs> um, and he can also control the weather. And he has this hammer that is so powerful. Um, it's called Mjolnir. Um, it can fire yeah. 
uh, pure thunder energy. Um, and Thor also throws it at people in the comics sometimes. And he can also fly yeah. by using the hammer. <laughs> but yeah. only when he throws it into the air really fast and he has to hold on to it really tight. <laughs> it is funny to me. We talked about this before we went on, but it, it is funny to me how, like, he has all this sophisticated, like, background and then he just throws it. He's <laughs> just like, mad. <laughs> like, I'm mad now. So... Yeah, in terms of kind of some more background on Mjolnir, um, so his name, the name of the hammer, Mjolnir, has origins in a variety of different languages. Um, so Mjolnir um, is also, so there's the Slavic word M-L-U-N-U-G-I, which I think is like Munuji. But I'm not, I don't, I don't know. And then there's the Russian Molnija, and then the Welsh Melt, which is spelled M-E-L-L-T. And these all mean lightning. Um, so that was just interesting to me that, they are, that there's like a few different words that are all kind of similar there. Um, and so as Rhonda was talking about, Mjolnir in Norse mythology is a powerful hammer which can be thrown in a battle and then will boomerang back to its owner, which is helpful. Um, and then the hammer, though, um, as Rhonda was talking about kind of the, the religious aspect of all of this, um, the hammer is also used for sacred rituals and bestowing blessings on births, on marriages, and even final rites at funerals. Um, mm. Which I thought was interesting. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know the that context. Um, and then the ham There were also situations where, like, Thor used the hammer to restore um, life into creatures that he had killed. Which I don't know why he would kill it and then bring it back. But <laughs> there's a specific because story. Because he could. Yeah, because he he <laughs> wanted. To, it was a flex a little bit. Uh -huh. <laughs> There's a story in Norse mythology where Thor has killed all these goats and then he hammers them and the lightning uh, hammers the bones and the lightning brings the creatures back to, to life. Oh, so it's not to be messed around with. It's <laughs> like a big old deal. So, and then um, I wanted to read the... Daniel McCoy um, wrote Norse Mythology for Smart People. It's a Ooh. website and resource. Um, and I thought that he did a really nice job of the um, kind of summarizing the origin story of Mjolnir. Because um, there's so much mythology. I was having a hard time, like, <laughs> figuring out how to introduce it. So I am taking this directly from Daniel McCoy. These are not my words. These are his, given full credit. But so he writes, one day, the trickster Loki was feeling especially tricksy and cut <laughs> off the long golden hair of Thor's wife, Sif, and enraged, Thor was about to kill Loki when the latter swore to go down to Svartalfheim. <laughs> All the Heims get so, a little... Oh, so many Heims. <laughs> Confusing. Um, so he goes down to the land of the dwarves, uh -huh. um, who were renowned as the greatest smiths in all of the nine worlds, which is another thing that we see a lot in mythology. Um, there he would obtain a head of hair from Sif that was even more marvelous than the one he had lopped off. 
or consented to this plea bargain. While in the cavernous smithies of the dwarves, Loki was able to acquire his prize and by cunningly challenging um, several dwarves to prove who was the best smith, he acquired several more treasures from the gods. Um, among these was Thor's hammer, which was short in the handle because Loki, in the form of a fly, bit the eyelid of the dwarf who was oh. foraging it. Uh, or forging it, I don't know. Um, and so when Thor saw the hammer, the finest weapon in the universe, despite its flaw, he agreed to let Loki live. So because Loki had gotten this really important hammer and really powerful hammer, he didn't just do away with Loki at that mm. point. Um, <laughs> also, I suspect because we needed Loki in the mythology. Oh, yeah. <laughs> kind of important um, you know when you're an immortal god you can always come back like yeah that's fine no absolutely <laughs> just like the goats yeah just like the goats <laughs> so just to break that apart basically loki went and got this so it, it comes from dwarves the hammer does and that's mm, what that's okay. where it gets its power um because again we know that the dwarves are some of the most powerful makers across mythologies um indeed so Lord then, the yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought of when I was reading. Um, so then we also know that Mjolnir can be used to fly in the universe. And so there were some pretty, um, there's some pretty hot debate over whether this would actually be scientifically possible, which <laughs> it's its own universe, you guys. Of course, like, it's <laughs> one of the things I was reading about it was, like, we know exactly why this would happen because it's made up. <laughs> like, yeah, like, why are we, like, trying to scientifically fact check fantasy? Right, like, um, like but, does the ring of power really <laughs> give you the, like... Yeah, Why but is that really that? possible, you guys? <laughs> I did. Th I do think it's funny, though. So, like, the Thor universe um, was lovingly crafted by actual physicists and graduate students um, who had, were studying physics in order to ensure that the science of the films was at the accurate level that it should be. So, the physicists involved were Sean Carroll, Kevin Hand, Jim Hartle, and then they they kind of make a point of noting that Kevin Hickerson was the graduate student involved. Oh, okay. Doesn't get full credit, which I thought was kind of funny. It reminded <laughs> me of in the movies when um, her intern has oh, yeah. from like the poli-sci background or whatever. Um, but the research that I was reading really focused on the physics of Mjolnir and whether Thor would really be able to use the hammer to fly. Again, kind of nitpicky, <laughs> but I love a good troll battle online, so I went with it. And then um, naturally, I consulted the work of Neil deGrasse Tyson. Because, as you would, as you would. Because what yeah. what better astrophysicist <laughs> is there out there? Um, I was looking for. I think he was too. I think we were both looking for a Joan gotcha moment <laughs> and let's see if we found it together so Mr. Neil deGrasse Tyson references a Thor trading card this is how nerdy this is he references a Thor trading card from 1991 which lists the weight of Mjolnir as 42.3 pounds okay 
So the question put on the table was why doesn't its weight fluctuate on different planets? This was very, this is a big deal. So we know that everything weighs different amounts depending on the planet and universe that it's located in. So according to NASA, just to give a, so I had learned that in elementary school, but some people might not have. So according to NASA, um, this happens because a planet's gravitational pull relies on how much the planet weighs. Mm -hmm. So if a planet weighs more than another planet, then things on that planet will be heavier in comparison to how much they weigh on planets which weigh less. Sure, so it's, sure. it's a pretty nitpicky thing. Um, but I do remember like children's museums growing up would have like, how much do you weigh on Mars? <laughs> so it brought back some childhood stuff. So the force of gravity pulling on that object on a heavier planet will make the object heavier and lighter on a lighter planet. So DeGrasse Tyson asks when Mjolnir was when and where Mjolnir was created so that he can convert the weight from the planet <laughs> into what Mjolnir would actually weigh on Earth um, for accuracy. Yeah, gotta be scientific. <laughs> so of course we know the internet, the nerds answered him. And let him know that actually, it was an um actually moment, <laughs> um actually Mjolnir changes weight based on releasing gravitational particles, which allow ah, it to do so, according yes. to the comic Indestructible Hulk number eight is when oh, okay. that was listed. So these particles are the game changer here. Um, so... Um, Reese Griffiths observed that as Thor swings his hammer, the hammer can amass more and more weight based on these particles, and thus the momentum increases because of Thor's um, strength and this whole gravitational particle phenomenon. So, um, presumably, these two things are strong enough, the weight and the strength of Thor, that this would actually presumably be possible. Like this is a, in terms of sci-fi, this isn't the worst explanation <laughs> we've been given. So, um, so in terms of like grounding itself, they also say that it's important that Thor plants his feet firmly on the ground and then does a jump. Okay. Like the, you have to do both things, which honestly, like, I don't know. There's so much. So you can read the internet for days based on this <laughs> stuff. But um, Rees L. Griffiths also in his um, Science Made Simple post, um, it would be the momentum-based movement that would allow Thor to fly with his trusty Mjolnir. So the momentum of Thor's movements of spinning the hammer would work with the weight of the hammer, and the two would work together to allow for Thor to to throw himself. So it's really like if you've seen Toy Story when <laughs> Woody says Buzz isn't flying, he's falling with style. It's that. It's um it's more of a fall with style than a like flying mechanism. But it, it does the trick and I, I don't think Thor has any complaints about it. So yeah. you know Woody was really negative. <laughs> so negative. <laughs> like my goodness like, I kinda just, can't deal with him. And then Buzz right. Lightyear has his breakdown at the tea party when it, with Mrs. Nesbitt when he realizes <laughs> that maybe he can't fly. And Randy Newman has this whole set, but that's for our Toy Story episode. Also. Yeah, it's so. it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I love that, like, we've kind of 
we've kind of started to have this like brand for ourselves where we just like fact check fantastical <laughs> worlds. <laughs> we're that, we're that person. <laughs> like this could not happen. Um, um, you guys, <laughs> this isn't accurate. Uh, yeah, I love it. Um, <laughs> love it. Yeah. So I do have some more, um, some more detailed background on the Thor comics, especially that early, like his first comic run in the 1960s. Um, I just thought it would be interesting to kind of compare, um, the, the storylines and the backgrounds from those first comics to the Thor that we know now and kind of see how it's yeah. changed. Um, cause there are a lot of things that have changed about, um, Thor's story. Um, sure. as happens with many comic book characters, they kind of reinvent their stories every decade or so. Um, yeah. So, um, in that initial run of comics, he, um, his father, Odin, who is, you know, the king of the gods in Norse mythology and also in the Marvel Thor mythology, um, he, uh, decides that Thor needs to be taught a lesson in humility. Um, and so he sends him to the realm of humans or earth. Okay. Um, and it's interesting that even though so much about the character has changed, this kind of idea that um, that he has this kind of ego problem that he needs to deal with has kind of been retained throughout every iteration. We see that yeah. in in the movie version of him. He. Uh, eventually learns humility and you know and i love i love his arc in endgame it's just uh-huh, it's uh-huh. so great um we, we can talk about that later but it's really, <laughs> it really beautiful um <laughs> but anyway um so getting back to that first run of comics so um so like i was talking about he um at, at first his um like his alter ego or his like um not his secret identity but like his outward identity is um uh, first a medical student and then becomes a doctor um named donald blake um and he um uh so like a lot of his storylines involve like um they actually were loosely based on actual stories from norse mythology yeah. And I think that's something that they still do now um, in the Thor comics and in the movies, um, like the whole uh, Ragnarok mythology that's directly from Norse mythology, um, which is really interesting. Um, but then he also, in some of the storylines, he also fights aliens from space. So, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> dark elves, frost giants, aliens. Aliens. It's all the same. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, one aspect uh, that that is like very drastically different in the movies versus the early comics is that um, uh, Jane Foster, who is, you know, this astrophysicist in the movies in the first comics, she was a nurse at the hospital that he worked at. They completely changed that, which is really interesting. Um, 
And uh, yeah, so I have, I have a lot of the background on the comics and I'll link to some articles about, about like all these, there's so much of this. Um, so I don't want to like, <laughs> I don't want to like take up all our time with like going through all the comics history. Oh um, but it is pretty interesting. So if you are interested, we'll have links to those yeah. or, you know, you can just go read the comics. Like, yeah, they're pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but one uh, thing about the comics that I did want to um, touch on, cause I thought it, was very apropos for our cosplay theme um, is that <laughs> um, Thor encounters the Greek god Hercules oh. in one of the comics runs um, and they like become friends <laughs> and and uh, Thor ends up helping Hercules fight um, uh, Pluto um, or oh. Hades mm -hmm. um, and Oh, and this is also interesting. Um, in that same storyline, they also stop the advance of Ego the Living Planet, which if you've seen Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, that storyline came into there. So interesting yeah. how they kind of have like re uh, like rearranged and reassembled the different comic storylines in the movies. Really yeah. interesting. Um, and, you know... Um, he rescues Jane a lot in the comics, in the early comics. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, that, thank was, you. that was the thing that happened. Um, <laughs> and then, um, he ends up, um, uh, deciding not to go back to Asgard because he wants to stay with Jane. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then like one more thing, um, <laughs> the official Marvel comics, um, biography for Thor, like on their website, they rate like all his different attributes. So like his strength and his like, you know, all these other things. Yeah. Um, they rate his intelligence as a two. <laughs> oh no. I just thought that was funny. Um, tell him I'm so. a teacher. I'll help. <laughs> uh, send him my way. I don't have much going on right now. I'll help him. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, um, and then there are also in the comics some alternative stories and alternative characters that have taken on the identity of Thor at, okay. at different times. So in uh, starting in October of 2014, um, Jane Foster actually had a, a storyline where she took on the identity of Thor, um, yeah. and she was uh, mighty Thor. Mm -hmm. um, so in this storyline, Thor somehow loses his ability to uh, to to use Mjolnir, um, oh. and then Jane picks it up and she takes on the Thor identity, which I believe is what the next Thor movie is going to be based on. So Yay! that's pretty exciting. Um, and then. Uh, uh, so in the Marvel 1602 comics timeline, which I have read and actually really, really liked. Um, so the version of Thor in that timeline, um, is really interesting. I, when I first read it, I like didn't really understand or like, like what they did with Thor's character in that timeline. Cause I'm like, he's my favorite Avenger. So like, 
Yeah. I, I had higher standards, <laughs> but like reading, um, but then like reading about, you know, his whole background, like I did for this research, I kind of understand it more. So, okay. um, so what they did with his identity, and this is actually, um, Neil Gaiman wrote the Marvel 1602. Comics, oh. so, yeah. So they're really, really oh. good. And I recommend them to anyone. Um, so, uh, Thor's, uh, Thor has a, the alter ego of um, an elderly priest named Donal or Donal, um, which is kind of like in reference to his secret identity as Donald Blake from the original comics. Yeah. Um, so there's this really interesting, um, like religious um, oh. uh, kind of a dilemma almost because mm -hmm. he's like a pagan God, but he has the identity of a Christian priest. So that comes into conflict, um, a little yeah. bit, which is really interesting. That's um, cool. Yeah. Um, and then another really cool thing. So, um, in Marvel 1602, um, most of the characters, so like the premise of it is that, um, that all of these Marvel heroes, started appearing much, much earlier in our world's timeline. So they're at, you know, the beginning of the 17th century rather than in, you know, the 20th century. So, um, so they all like work for Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> um, and like, uh, Virginia Dare is a character and she becomes a superhero. Yes. Um, so most of the characters speak in like the kind of Shakespearean English. Um, that, you know, was used at the time. But then Thor in the 1602 comics, he speaks in Anglo-Saxon alliterative verse, which Ooh. I'm like, yes. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I love um, that. Yeah, it's really, really cool. It kind of reminded me of uh, the William Shakespeare Star Wars yeah, um, versions where like everyone's speaking in iambic pentameter, but then Yoda speaks in haiku. <laughs> like, yeah, like totally. Um, I love that. Just, I just yeah, love the nerding really that's being yes. done. It's so good. <laughs> it's so nerdy. Um, nerdy goodness. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then another character um, from the Thor comics that is really, really cool. And that I kind of maybe did a really deep dive in my research, um, is Valkyrie. <laughs> yes. So of course, Valkyrie is, um, played by Tessa Thompson in Thor Ragnarok. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. So good. Um, yeah. so I looked into Valkyrie's history in the comics. So, um, I was assuming that she was just like, kind of a, so like the Valkyries are, you know, figures from Norse mythology. So I was assuming that the character of Valkyrie was just kind of like a generic, like amalgam of the Valkyries, but uh -huh. she is actually based on Brunhilde from Norse mythology. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Really interesting. So, um, so she, uh, Brunhilde in the mythology, um, was a shield maiden, um, which is also, I don't know if shield maidens and Valkyries are exactly the same thing or if okay. like all Valkyries are shield maidens Okay. or the other, the other way around, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but she has, um, 
so in the comics, she has a winged horse, of course. Of course. Um, named Aragorn. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and she has the enchanted sword, Dragonfang. She's like, yeah, she awesome. does. That's amazing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she is um, really cool. And I want to be her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, look at your outfit. You're already halfway there. Yes, like... I'm the Morrigan, which is from Celtic <laughs> mythology. Yeah. But yeah, she, yeah. you know, the Morrigan actually m- might be quite similar to the Valkyries mm-hmm, in, mm-hmm. in spirit. So, yeah. That's, yep, there we go. That's what I, I planned it. You did. That's what I was going for. <laughs> yeah, you did. That whole discovery was us acting. Yes. And, yeah, it was good. Um, yes. So um, I was really curious about um, Brunhilde and yeah. the Valkyries. And so I did my nerdy research and <laughs> the Valkyries in Norse mythology. Of course, I always just think of the the ride of the Valkyries, the Wagner. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, which if, you know, if you're a Looney Tunes fan, it's Kill the Wabbit. <laughs> Kill the Wabbit. Um, so, <laughs> you know, I think... <laughs> Please go on with your singing. Kill the wabbit, kill the wabbit. Um, I just think of like Bugs Bunny in a winged helmet. It's. it's I just great. think of Tina Fey. She's saying that <laughs> yeah. all the time. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, the Valkyries. <laughs> um, the Valkyries um, were a host of uh, figures in Norse mythology, actually very similar to the Amazons of Greek mythology. Uh-huh. Interesting connection to our Wonder Woman episode. Wonder Woman! Why I, um, <laughs> whoa, I just got really, whew. Um, <laughs> we're having so much fun now. Yeah. Are you guys, is, is anyone still there in the chat? Are you guys still here? <laughs> we look in everyone. <laughs> How you guys doing? Okay. Um, <laughs> Halfway through what I was talking about, my cat fell asleep. <laughs> so I was going to invite him to be one of my Cerberus heads, but no. Uh, that, would be, that would be great. Okay. So the Valkyries. Okay. So the Valkyries, um, they were in charge of choosing who would die in battle and Ooh. who would live, yeah. which the Morgan also does. Okay. Huh? So, <laughs> so they would select, um, so they would also like select from among those who died in battle, um, who would get to go to Valhalla, which was like the, mm-hmm. the Norse, um, version of heaven, basically for yeah. all intents and purposes. Um, and they, uh, so in the afterlife, um, and so then the deceased warriors would become like the, the, like the warriors of Valhalla. So that was like okay. what you wanted. You wanted right. the Valkyries to send you to Valhalla. Yeah. Um, and then they, let's see, they also, um, so they first appear in, um, <laughs> Zoo just said can't read. <laughs> Oh, because I asked if anyone had read the Thor comics. 
<laughs> zoo can't read, <laughs> sorry. Um, <laughs> so they appear in the Poetic Edda and the Prose Edda, uh, which if you remember from our Lord of the Rings episode, I talked about those um, by <laughs> Snorri Storlison. We love we this have guy. A can we have a pop quiz one of these days? Yes, Just we like... should. We should totally make like a quiz for people to take. And like, you have to listen to our episodes to hear the answers. <laughs> I love that. that. Um, yeah. So they come from most of like, so like the prose edda and the poetic edda are basically like our primary sources for Norse mythology. So okay. any ugh, feathers in my mouth. So any <laughs> any um anything about, you know, Norse mythology that we have now comes from those sources. Okay. So like yeah. Thor um and uh you know a lot of Lord of the Rings yeah. Um, a lot of like that, uh, the mythology that that is based on comes from that source. Um, and it's interesting. They, they were preserved actually in Iceland um, rather oh. than Scandinavia. Um, yeah. yeah. Iceland is fascinating. Yeah. Um, and then Brunhilde specifically, who of course the Marvel character of Valkyrie is based on, um, so Brunhilde was a shield maiden or Valkyrie. Um, and she is, she appears as like a main character in a lot of these, um, the poems in, uh, in the poetic Edda. Yeah. Um, she, um, was instrumental in the death of the hero Siegfried, who's a very important figure yeah. in Norse mythology. And she also is the basis for Wagner's um, epic <laughs> musical composition. Um, yeah. Uh, the Ring Cycle is what I know it as. It's also known uh -huh. as the Ring or Wagner's Ring or the yeah. Ring of the Ring of Nibelung. <laughs> Just yeah. fun. Um, you know, I don't want to talk about Wagner too much because he, you know, doesn't deserve it. But <laughs> Wagner all day, <laughs> you know, he's, you know, like, I mean, we don't have to get into it. How, you know, like the racism and anti-Semitism. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll just, we'll just get through this because I think it is worth mentioning because, mm -hmm. um, because a lot of like the imagery or the aesthetic that we associate with Norse mythology comes yeah. from Wagner. Yeah. Um, important though. I'm glad you highlighted <laughs> the bet. Like it is, it's important to say, we know about all of that stuff as well. Yeah. We so just, you know, it. like, yeah. 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 So if you're going to go research Wagner, you're going to find that stuff. Right. So just so you're aware, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, the ring cycle is like this epic, like it, it's like this super long, uh, composition. Yeah. Like it's like to perform the entire composition. It like, it takes like four nights yeah. for to do it, to do the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, so it, you know, it's like the struggles of like these gods and heroes in Norse mythology and 
mythical creatures and really interesting things. So it's called the ring cycle. There is a magic ring that grants domination over the entire world. So we should have talked about this in our Lord of the Rings episode. Uh I'm kind of kicking myself for not talking (laughs) about it, but, (laughs) but it's worth talking about now. Um, Yeah, so there's this magic ring that grants power to rule the world, and it was forged by the Nibbling Dwarves. Hey, Um, Dwarves! The Dwarves, which we do actually see. I think it's in Avengers Infinity War. We do see the Dwarves Uh that forged Mjolnir, and those, I'm assuming, are the same Dwarves that forged this ring. Yeah. Um, And uh, so Brunhilde is kind of a central character in this story. but throughout the story, um, Siegfried um, ends up winning the ring by slaying Fafner. <laughs> um, and then Brunhilde is uh, Siegfried's lover, and, but she oh. loses her immortality because she defies her father um, to oh. try to save Siegfried's father, Sigmund, not Roy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Siegfried and Roy. But um, um, and then uh, she returns the ring to the ride maidens. Um, yeah, and she uh, so like they give Siegfried a, a Viking funeral, and she like throws herself on his pyre. So, you know, really fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if I like Wagner's interpretation of Brunhilde. I kind of like. Marvel's interpretation of Brunhilde better yeah. because it's Valkyrie and it's Tessa Thompson and who doesn't love Tessa Thompson? So much better. Yeah. Much, much better. Much better. Um, yeah. And so, <laughs> so I was, uh, I was going to like play part of the music of right of the Valkyries. Um, but I don't know if we can do that. If, oh. we're, if we're recording it, I don't think we can do that, but I will link it or we'll yes. even like, yeah, we'll like have a link to a Spotify playlist or a YouTube video or something. Um, yeah. For, or you know what? You can find it anywhere. <laughs> we'll link it, but you can find it anywhere. Um, yeah. So cool. Cool, 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 cool. So. <laughs> this is so fun. I'm so oh happy we're doing this. I'm having so much fun. Are you guys, are you guys having fun? Okay. Um, <laughs> arf, arf. Arf, arf. I'm sorry. I had to. Your, your dogs. Um, yeah, so that was a lot of stuff about, like, um, Valkyrie. Um, yeah. I, I have some stuff about Thor also. Yeah. Bring it on! <laughs> but I didn't find it as interesting. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, like... And I feel like, uh, like the the main facts that we need to know about Thor, everybody pretty much already knows because if okay. you've seen uh, Thor the uh-huh. movie, um, then like it's very very similar. Like his backstory in that is very similar to the mythology. Sure. So. I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it, but <laughs> are there, so we could do like a greatest hit. Let's do, yeah, let's do some fun facts. Okay. So, so he is associated with thunder, lightning storms, of course, but also sacred groves and trees. Okay. 
Um, the protection of mankind. Things just escalated. And okay. also fertility. Interesting. Should have been a you woman's job, but okay. Yeah, you don't often see, like, a male god who's in charge of fertility. That's right. Like, interesting. Oh, like, okay. You know. Oh, all right. Does that mean he's a good dad? I don't know. Um, <laughs> maybe he's like over a, there. He's like, <laughs> he's like a seahorse. <laughs> Sunday um, mornings, he's got his kid on his, going, whoa, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so in the mythology, um, Thor's wife is Sif, who in the movies we see Sif, like, very briefly. I kind of wish we got more of her, actually. Yeah. Um, and you know, everybody's saying fun, fun, fun. I don't know what that means, but thanks, guys. <laughs> I love this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um... Yeah, so he has, like, lots of exploits and adventures. Um, he's most known for, like, relentlessly slaughtering his foes and hey. having very fierce battles with, like, all these monsters and scary creatures like frost giants and dark elves. So, yeah. You know. um, <laughs> he, um, even into the modern period, he continues to be acknowledged in rural folklore yeah folklore throughout uh throughout germanic speaking europe um you know like i was mentioning earlier like in kind of like the revived pagan traditions he is revered as a deity yeah. um along with loki and you know some of the other norse gods um he is referred to in a lot of place names, especially in Scandinavia, and uh, yeah. also, like I mentioned, the day of the week Thursday comes from have, his name. I didn't know that. I don't know about yeah. chat, but I had no idea. And yeah, I have a Thursday, Thursday. like every week. <laughs> There's no one, one of them every week. Yeah. Hey, it, hey, in the chat, did you guys know that uh, Thursday was named after Thor? Just yeah. Um, now Let that you know. say it, though, I know. can hear it. Yeah, I can, Thursday. Like, admit, I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, he, of course, has inspired many works of art and uh, popular culture. Yeah. What we're talking about right now. Right now. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, those are the highlights. I think if you're really, really interested in Thor, like, you can find yeah. stuff pretty easily. Um, yeah, and yeah. we can, you know what, I, we can link some stuff, excuse me, <laughs> this is live, I just burped, um, we can link some stuff if you don't want to yeah. Google, <laughs> yeah. but you, Google, Google can find you some stuff pretty easily, um, yeah, but I true. really want to hear about the Biforced or the Bifrost, are there two different spellings? We know about this. Are there two different spellings of it? Because I could have sworn that I had seen it spelled by force. Like oh. F-O-R-S-T? Everything I found was by frost. Okay, maybe it's a Mandela effect. <laughs> or maybe I I'm... <laughs> I also could be wrong. I don't know. <laughs> so um, I was really interested that by frost bridge or by force, however you choose to say it, is fine. Um actually shares a bunch of properties with um, 
with a few like Native American mythologies. Oh, interesting. Um, there's a, what made me think of it was in my hometown of Ojai, California, there's a supermarket called the Rainbow Bridge. Mm. So <laughs> that, that was my like first introduction to it. So just to. It wasn't your, isn't your town like Hobbiton though? It is. Like you have all the hobbits. <laughs> we do. And I'm like the tall tree guy. Like, yeah. That's, tree beard? That, was, that was my growing tree up Tree beard experience. or Groot. And then, exactly. Yeah, which is the, like, it's the same. And then all of the yeah. women in my life were the women from Portlandia. So, oh, okay. So, yeah, the um, Women and Women First Bookstore. So, <laughs> they're um, my favorite. They're the best. So, Bifrost Bridge is the incredible rainbow bridge which connects Midgard, the world of the mortals, or Earth, depending on how you want to talk about it, um, and the interpretation you're reading. And then Asgard, the realm of the gods, in Norse mythology. But did you know that the concept <laughs> of the Rainbow Bridge is also present in the mythology of the Navajo and the um, and the Paiute um, communities? So, in their lore, the bridge is the union of female and male rainbow entities as a symbol of their love for each other. So this was a really important thing. They, uh, according to legend, the two form a perfect balance and are solidified together, forming a bridge. Um, and eventually that unification becomes permanent um, because of and forming like the perfect relationship. Um, and so it's really cool because at the base of the Navajo mountains in Arizona and stretching into Utah, there are a series of canyons and some of the, um, the mountains over there um, form to create a perfect bridge that looks very similar to Bifrost, but it's something that we can see on earth, which is really cool. Mm. And it's called, um, it's called the Rainbow Bridge now. And it, it's also a place where the Navajo um, and the Paiute um, communities they held it really sacred. And there's, like we mentioned before with um, Wagner, there's also some really bitter history there mm -hmm. about the land being taken and all sorts of that um, just awful history about another community of people where this was their really important land and people just took it. So I wanted to make space for that as well mm -hmm. as we're talking about and that's, this. You know, that's still happening now, so. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's just something that has to be said um, and given space for. Um, and the, the interesting thing about this mountain range um, is that apart from the fact that it forms a bridge and is located in like a sacred place, um, there's also something interesting about the makeup of the rock, which is forming the bridge. So there are long vertices of um, deep manganese or iron oxide, which combine with dust particles that have been blown onto mm. the rock. And it makes the coloring of the bridge really interesting. It makes it Ooh. like that really, you know, when you've seen, um, if you've ever been in the desert, how sometimes just like I've the rock I've never been form, in the desert. They're just beautiful. <laughs> no, wait, I've, been, I've been to a desert, actually. Just kidding. What's a desert? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Um, and I just thought that that was cool. It doesn't, it doesn't quite form a rainbow, but it is like, it's just beautiful. So uh -huh. I see where they could see that. Um, 
And is it also in Mario Kart? It certainly is. <laughs> the Rainbow Road. <laughs> the Rainbow Road. It's um, you. I've I've made that trip that trek a few times. Mm, indeed, um, indeed. Yeah. As, um, mostly as Toad. Yeah. But sometimes Yoshi. Uh-huh. Yoshi is good. Yeah. yeah, I was never into like Princess Peach or anyone. Mm-hmm. I was more. She into, was pretty. Like, Princess Peach is pretty fast, though. I think like yeah. Princess Peach and Toad and Yoshi were the fastest. I liked the weird turtle guy whose name I'm not Yoshi. That there's like a. T- I, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm doing this as if it means. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I got it. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> so. I want, I'm also going to link in our Instagram, I'm going to put a photo of the actual um, rainbow bridge that you can see in Arizona and parts of Utah, (laughs) (laughs) just because I thought it was really beautiful. And I didn't know, I'll admit to you, YouTube, I didn't know until this morning that it was actually like, there's a landmark on, in our world where we can see it. So I thought that Mm -hmm. was really cool. Um, Oh, and then... As my kind of last contribution to our conversation <laughs> today, um, I have some astronomy news. Yay! Uh, so in 2018, um, there were new constellations discovered, and they were named after the Incredible Hulk <gasps> and Mjolnir. What? No way. And the cool thing about these consul- uh, consultations, I was about to say, oh, the yeah. cool thing about these constellations are that they're not stars. There's a new... Oh. Um, they're actually form of, forms of gamma rays where you can see the light. So similar to when you're taking an x-ray and you use that light to see where your bone's broken. Oh. Um, so NASA has come up with this Fermi Large Area Telescope, which they've con- called the LAT or the LAT, mm-hmm. um, which, which works in the same way as an x-ray. Um, so we can observe um, when the energy of the light from space coming down from these gamma rays can be seen by this telescope which like is a brand new thing as of 2018 so that was pretty cool um so this um new telescope is observing light energy which ranges from 6 million to 10 million times our very clearest light sources um that we've made and manufactured so then nasa takes this way this um brand new telescope and uses it to visualize energy in the galaxy um and it's forming constellations that they can see which i just thought was so freaking cool um and of course they named them after hulk and mjolnir and i'm sure we'll get more (laughs) and like i'm just so excited to see new forms of because at first i thought oh it's just constellations who cares but this is like a whole (laughs) new like a whole new world a whole new world. Oh, Nicole is cosplaying as Jasmine. And it's a whole new world. Hey, Perfect. we made the connection. <laughs> I love it. Um, <laughs> cool. So I just asked the chat if they have any uh, questions or comments for us as we get ready to wrap this up. Nicole says, any future projects for Pop DNA? I don't know, Rhonda. Are we starting Whoa. something new next week? <laughs> yeah, in like two <laughs> days, actually. Um, so if you guys saw um, our post um, about our virtual film festival, that will be starting on Monday the 20th. Um, yeah. For anyone listening to this recording, 
um, it'll, it will have already started. So, sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, so how that's going to work is we are going to introduce a collection of movies at the beginning of the week. And then, so it'll be four movies every week and you can like watch them on your own time. Um, or, you know, watch, watch all of them, just watch one of them, whatever you want to do. And then, um, throughout the week, we'll be posting, um, some like discussion questions or, um, maybe some, like some fun facts about, um, the movies that we chose so that, um, people can kind of discuss that and connect with each other and just like geek out over movies. So yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we're yeah. pretty excited about that. Um, yeah. And that's going to be all on our social media. So on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, um, we don't like get a lot of engagement on Twitter. So I don't know if we'll be trying that, but it'll definitely be on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. Um, so you can discuss there, connect there. And yeah. It'll be exciting. It'll be so, really fun. Yeah. yeah. And we have, let's see, we have what, like four weeks planned. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. And, you know, if people yeah. are having fun with it, we might extend it. And yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Um, yeah. Did you want to add anything to that, Erin? Um, well, this whole time I've been trying to remember what next week's episode no what next month's episode is and I cannot (laughs) oh next month's episode um it's well we have a bonus have a bonus um it's my my birthday bonus yeah yeah yeah, um should we say what that is it's up to you should be a surprise let's keep keep it a surprise surprise. um <laughs> I was but remembering then, uh, the conversation where we decided like it was your birthday month and I was like, but what was it? So yeah, well yeah. it's a surprise for me um, too. But then our our May like our official May episode though is going to be Crazy Ex Girlfriend. Yeah. So yeah, so I think that'll be a fun one. So we'll see how we're we'll see how we're gonna, you know, what the world is like at that time and how we're going to record that, (laughs) but yeah, it'll work out. Um, yeah. And then, uh, let's see. So Tim asks, do the astronomers have to wear those lead apron things when they use that telescope? Unsure. Um, Hmm. maybe it uses x-rays. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good, that's a good question. Cause I don't know. Like, if it's not, if some people argue it's not safe for me to hold my phone, <laughs> I don't know how that's safe. So I don't, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll look into it. I'll see. I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. Good question, though. Good yeah. Question. Should look that up. We could probably yeah. Google it. Google it. Google. 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 The you googly. The you I don't, I'm not a good you googlist. Um. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, we had oh. I think I think this was a really I really enjoyed the opportunity to cosplay and to kind uh-huh. of gather in this space. And Any I, excuse to wear a costume. Yeah. Yes. And when we were planning this episode, I feel like we didn't know that the world would entirely shut down. Yeah. Um <laughs> so yeah, thanks for like experimenting with us. Uh-huh. This fun. This is yeah, this is like a fun way to do a live show yeah. where nobody has to leave their house. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I like it. So, um, 
so like if you hadn't noticed, we have a YouTube channel now. We do. And we have some plans for our YouTube channel. We do. That might, it might take us a while to get those plans going, but we have, we have ideas. So, so stay tuned there. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's going to be fun. Oh, like movies in the park. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Yes. I love it. Um, yeah. So we'll, you know, we'll see. Um, yeah, but thanks, guys, for tuning yeah. in for this experiment. Yeah. I hope this is fun, as much fun for you guys as it was for us. And if you want to share your cosplay photos, feel free to, yes, like, post them do. and then um, hashtag us or just share them to the world. You don't yeah, need tag to us, or whatever. we also have the hashtag um, PopDNA Livestream. Yeah. If we use that hashtag, then we'll see yeah. it. Um, yes. And just take care of each other. Yeah. Just, it's hard out there and make space for yourself to process. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Dress like a three-headed a, dog if you yeah. have to. Dress like a Celtic goddess of battle and death. Yeah. That's what I usually do. So, um, <laughs> um, yeah. Do we have anything else that we need to add or any other questions we need to answer before Uh, we sign off i don't see any on the chat thanks for everyone who's been participating yeah yay well Uh, yeah i guess we're gonna oh nicole says thanks you guys this is fun thank you nicole thank you uh i love our fans All right. I've well, been thanks Nicole's you. fan for 10 years. So yes, gonna... we are also fans of Nicole. <laughs> we love her. Uh, well, thank you guys again. Um, uh, be excellent to each other. Yes. Um, and we will see you anon. Anon. Bye, anon. everyone. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.